everyone. Happy Wednesday. God bless you all. Welcome once again to Nursing Your Spiritual Health with Maxine. I hope you guys have been fab. Welcome, subscribe, like, and share. My silence has not been a hiatus, but it's more of meditation and reflection because this topic that I have for today is quite deep. And it actually took me a while to get it all together. But I thank the Lord for the guidance and the presence of the Holy Spirit who put the pieces together. Praise be to God. We're still on our series of the fear of the Lord. And today we're going to be talking about priesthood. Because I believe priesthood is a good demonstration of the fear, the reverence, the submission and the honor that we have for our Lord Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father. And what kind of priesthood should we be emulating? What kind of priesthood do we represent? The Lord kept on giving me this word, Melchizedek, Melchizedek. And you know, I just looked at Melchizedek and he represents a very small portion in the Old Testament. But yet the order of priesthood that is manifested through Jesus Christ shows such a great supremacy of how Jesus is the great high priest using Melchizedek's role as the highest form of priesthood. And so Holy Spirit, thank you. Give me strength. For we are about to demonstrate Jesus' priesthood and kingship in the order of Melchizedek that we should be emulating for it is the fear of the Lord. Heavenly Father, I come before you today. We glorify and we magnify your name, Jesus, my Lord and Savior. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You're faithful, you're just, you're true, our Lamb of God. We worship you, we honor you. We give you all the glory, we give you all the praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you for your counsel. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for leading us into truths. Thank you for being our comforter and our teacher. Abba, Father, our provider, we thank you for you continuously sustain us, you nourish us, and you provide us with our bread, and you provide us with seed. We glorify and praise your name. Your love is amazing. Your love is awesome. As we receive the word today, I pray that you give us your knowledge, your wisdom, and grace us with spiritual understanding. For whatever light that you have brought upon us today is light that we can manifest forth in this world. We can be a walking epistles and we can be the demonstration of your word in our communities and in our families. I place the audience upon your hands. I ask you to bless them bless the work of their hands, bless their spiritual journeys with you. And I pray that today that somebody who receives this word will have a spiritual, wonderful, blessed encounter in Jesus Christ through the word and the Holy Spirit. And they can not only go and testify, but they can go and uplift and bless somebody else. I thank you, Lord, and I ask all this trusting and believing in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. I am going to be reading the book of Genesis, chapter 14, from verse 17 down to 20. And it says, Melchizedek blesses Abram. New Living Translation. After Abram returned from his victory over Shadolaoma and all his allies, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and a priest of God Most High brought Abram some bread and wine. 
Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. Hallelujah. And this is very interesting because this is the only section in the Old Testament that talks about the presence of Melchizedek here on earth. Of course, we see it again uh, in the book of Psalms where David, you know, talks about the coronation and the ordination of Jesus Christ into the order of Melchizedek, which we also see is brought up once again in the book of Hebrews chapter 5 all the way down to 7. Paul does a very good um, revelation about the role of priesthood and the role of the of Jesus Christ in the order of Melchizedek. So who was Melchizedek? Who was he? Um, so we can definitely say Melchizedek was a king and he was also a priest because that's what the word tells us. And you know, here we see how he blesses Abraham after Abraham rescued Lot his nephew from the Mesopotamian kings but you know looking at Melchizedek in the New Testament Paul brings out something very interesting about Melchizedek and who he was and I believe this is in Hebrews chapter 7 from verse 7 down all the Hebrews chapter 7 from verse 1 down to I believe 3 And he says, this Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem and also a priest of God most high. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. The name Melchizedek means king of justice and the king of Salem means king of peace. In verse 3, it says, There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. And so basically, we see that this order of priesthood is eternal. This order of priesthood is godly. At some point, I was asking myself, was Melchizedek God himself? Because at that time, there was no Prince of Peace. There was no Lord of Lords. Because that was after Jesus had died and resurrected. But there was a king of justice, there was a king of peace, there was a king of righteousness. And priesthood represents righteousness in Christ. Priesthood represents a very pure form and a state of presence of man in righteousness with God. Because priests were the only people who were able to be in the presence of God in the Old Testament. If you look at the book of Exodus from chapter 25 to verse to, to, to um, chapter 40, it talks about the instructions and how Moses built the ark and the temple of God. In, a, in essentially, it was an ark that, you know, harbored the presence of God. And when they were designing the atonement cover, This is where the presence of God would come. And it was also a place where the blood would be placed for sacrifice. Now, we always have to remember that the high priests were to offer sacrifices to God for the atonement of sin 
of the Israel people, of the, the, the Lord's people. And so before they could do that for their own people, they had to do it for themselves. In the book of Exodus, we see the meticulous, very specific standard procedure that God instructed Moses to carry out in consecrating and ordaining Aaron, his brother, into priesthood. And so we clearly see from the book of Exodus, the Levitic priesthood, which is something that we are all familiar with. The Levitic priesthood came from Levi, who was the son of Jacob. And Levi gave birth to Kohath, who gave birth to Amran, and Amran was the father of Moses and Aaron. And so Moses, who was the leader of the Israel people, representing God, was given the power to ordain Aaron and the rest of the priests. So the Aaronic priesthood is definitely different from the Melchizedek priesthood. But this is not the first priesthood that we see. We see the first priesthood from God himself in the Garden of Eden. We remember that when man fell, you know, God asked him, where are you? And he said, I was naked. And so I was hiding. And so God banishes Adam and Eve from um, Eden, but he gave them animal cloth skin to cover their nakedness. So where did this animal cloth skin come from? He definitely had to slaughter an animal in order to get that cloth skin. And this is also a deep revelation because Satan tempted man in order for them to sin because he knew the spiritual law that God had placed, which is the wages of sin is death. But instead of Adam and Eve being killed instantly, because that's what Satan wanted, Adam and Eve were not killed immediately, were not killed. They were saved by that sacrifice that clothed themselves and their nakedness. And hence they were banished out of Eden, but they had original sin with them. And so that means that God was a fast priest. Now, Adam and Eve must have also been priests because we also see in the book of Genesis between Cain and Abel that they were offering sacrifices to God. So sacrificial offerings were not seen just from the times of Exodus. These are things that happened before Exodus. So we see Cain and Abel offering sacrifices to God. Cain offered fruits and veggies. Abel offered animal and the fat from animal, which is what pleased God. And it shows that Abel gave his best, you know, and that's also a message to us as man that we should give our best to God. You know, and Paul tells us that we are living, we should worship God and, and be living sacrifices to God. It's not just a purest form of praise and worship, but we are giving our best to God. This is a form of sacrifice, a form of priesthood. But I digress. Coming back to the main point. So we see priesthood being practiced from Adam down to his family because the only way the children would do this is what if they saw their parents do it anyway and so now we see that this is a priesthood that is kind of tainted because it's a priesthood that had original sin and we can also see that Aaron and the Levitic priesthood were descendants of Adam so they were priests that were practicing consecration and godliness and their priesthood and they had original sin. It is only Melchizedek 
who came in the Old Testament that was free from sin, that was in a place of righteousness, and there was a demonstration of justice. And we can see this once again through Jesus Christ because when Jesus died and was risen from the dead, he was without sin. He was free. And so he would be able to go up into heaven and represent mankind by giving his blood, placing it upon the tabernacle, which is as fresh as it was back in the day. It's still as fresh as it is now because it's the ageless blood of the eternal lamb. It's the ageless blood of God. It is the life of God. And he's offered it to God, our father in heaven, for the atonement of the sin of mankind. And so when he did this, God took it upon himself. We see this in Psalms 110 verse 4 where David witnesses this prophecy and he says, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we see Paul repeating this same words in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 17. This is very powerful for us because it shows us that the priesthood of Melchizedek is without sin. It is righteous and it is pure and it's very holy. And in order to manifest such priesthood, you have to demonstrate the fear of the Lord. You have to be in submission of the Lord. It shows Jesus Christ in his supremacy as a great high priest. It shows that the role he plays like Melchizedek represents not only priesthood, but also represents kingship. We have to realize that when Jesus died, he never went up to heaven bragging and saying, oh, this is what I've done. I've saved mankind. I've saved them from sin. Jesus still presented himself in humility. He was very humble about it. And the Lord God was so impressed that he had to ordain him. He gave him that order. And, and he was, it shows that priesthood has the element of humility. Priesthood has the element of submission because he submitted himself before God. He honored God. He was humble before God. And so this demonstrates that the order of Melchizedek comes from God. It is ordained by God. And the priests who are in that order are handpicked by God. So are we high priests in the order of Melchizedek? Let's look at First Peter chapter 2. You know, there's a very uh, famous scripture from First Peter. And it says how we are the chosen people. We are royal priests. I believe that's verse 9. And he says, a holy nation, God's very own possession. I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. And he says, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. This is so powerful. We are chosen royal priests. We are chosen by God himself. How do we know we are chosen by God himself? You just have to read the scripture before that. You know, Paul is telling us how we're living stones for God. And Peter, sorry. Peter is telling us how we're living stones for God's house. He goes to say that we're living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. 
And he says, through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. And that makes us his holy priests. So God has handpicked us. He has picked us through Jesus Christ. And so he has pricked us into an order of priesthood that is righteous. Because when you are in Christ, God does not see your sin. He doesn't see your blemish. He doesn't see the wrongs you have done. He sees Jesus Christ. He sees the righteousness of Christ. He sees the submission of Christ. He sees the honor of Christ. He sees the humility of Christ. He represents the eternal order of priesthood that is pure and holy something that he as God demonstrated himself and that basically means God has ordained you and he expects you to be a high priest a high priest to your family a high priest in the community Jesus Christ demonstrates his priesthood because it's no in the same word it is written that he is seated at the right hand of father continuously interceding for mankind And we must have the same mindset as Christ. And so we are expected to also be interceding for our fellow man, our families, our friends, our loved ones through this priesthood order that the Lord has graced upon us. And priesthoods are not just to pray for people. The priesthood also blesses. We can see that the greater bless the lesser. Melchizedek blessed Abraham. And so that means in your priesthood, you must be a blessing as well. You're not only a blessing as yourself, you are blessing people with things. And what are you blessing people with? You're blessing people with the same things that Jesus was given on the day of his coronation. I'd like you to just remember Revelations chapter 5 verse 12, where he was given power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and the blessing that's what God has given you because he sacrificed and he also represented priesthood he was ordained with those beauties and because we are seated in far above heavenly places just like Jesus Christ you know we uh, we we sit with Christ we sit through Christ we sit in Christ You have that access to receive those riches, those blessings, that might, that counsel, that strength. And you can give it to people on this earth. The Lord says, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the priesthood that Jesus demonstrates in heaven must be demonstrated on earth and we must do it. So how do you show the Lord that you have fear? You stand in your priesthood of Melchizedek. You stand in your priesthood in the order of Christ who represents the highest order of priesthood in the Melchizedek principle. You are a blessing to people. You bless others. You intercede for people. You pray for others. Because the Lord will not just allow you to do this to demonstrate his goodness for other people. He will do it fast for you. Look what he did to Jesus. He blessed Jesus and Jesus continues to bless others. And so you as a high priest will have an encounter with God. God will bless you. And when he blesses you, you can be a blessing to others. And so I'd like this to be a point of reflection that when we think about the fear of the Lord, when we think about honoring God, we we have an opportunity to offer ourselves 
as living sacrifices to God, giving our best just the same way Abraham did. We have the opportunity to align in righteousness through Jesus Christ and intercede for those we love, the community, your city, your nation, your country, the world. And then you also have an opportunity to be a blessing because you come from a place of greatness because of Jesus Christ. And so take this opportunity to embrace your priesthood. Take this opportunity to enjoy your priesthood because it's not just now, it is eternal. This is something that you're going to continuously enjoy even in this beautiful new city of Jerusalem that is coming up when Jesus returns. I pray that this revelation blessed you as much as it blessed me because this is a perfect message from God telling us that we are loved and he's done everything to ensure that we are in righteousness with him and he has also given us the ability not to just enjoy the blessings and the love that comes from him but he has made us vessels to be blessings to others remember priesthood demonstrates submission honor humility and definitely the fear of the Lord. Have a lovely Wednesday. God bless you all and I will see you next time.